scrambling, scrambling, hustling. Yeah. You know, you know how I do. You know how I do. Yeah, yeah I'll get all that habit. I gotta, I gotta start making good on firing these off on the weekends. Um, yes, Sunday would be preferable. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. The most awesome and Brandana Sports Podcast coming at you as we always do. And we have a dynamite episode 206 for your eardrums. Guys, do us a favor. Please subscribe. Leave five stars. Tell for juice and email at mabsportspodcast at gmail.com. I'm Brandana. And with me, as always, your Stafford apologist, most awesome. Uh-oh, I lost you on that one again. Something about a Stafford, Matt Stafford apologist? Yeah. Matt Stafford apologist. Yeah, that was it. That was okay. It. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I love Manny Stafford. I'm not gonna lie. We, but we, what, we, what is? I mean, what is the honest feeling like when you see him win? Are you like glad? Does it? I mean, does it kind of feel like you know, like an ex girlfriend made good, and you're just like, all right, like good for her. I'm not gonna be like a bitter dick about this. But if I had my druthers, like maybe win a chip in in the Motor City. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's one of those things. It's like when in the in the girlfriend analogy, it's like you realize that you were a drunk idiot and that you squandered away like a dime piece relationship. And now she's, you know, you know, on the cover of Vogue and doing all this cool stuff. That that's really what it is. But at the end of the day, I have enough self-reflection to sit there and be like, look, we were a garbage boyfriend for you, Matt Stafford. We stunk and we, we fucking let ourselves go, go right away. You were, you, we, we scooped you up early. We almost, you almost didn't have a choice. You didn't know what else was out there. And we just, every time we just told you, we, we spun a, a bill of goods every time that you wanted to go, we dangled, you know, some expensive jewelry in front of you. And then finally we just were like, we, we got to let you go. You know, I'm drinking my, I'm, I'm leaving Las Vegas, yeah. drinking myself to death here. You know, yeah, we got to get you out of here. Yeah. It's, what, it's what's best for you. Yeah, I totally get that. And it makes sense also that it just kind of makes it worse because, you know, you can be, you know, dating someone out of your league and people kind of notice it, but they still kind of give you like a, like a tip of the map, like good for you. Oh yeah, yeah right keep, on. keep punching out of your league. But it's like after they break up and she finds this new suitor and they just seem to be on the same level, everyone has to bring up how they were out of your league the entire time. We're just mm-hmm. like, I could just like, I could not take the salt in the wound. I get it. Like take the chip and everything, but not everybody has to say, it's just like in a career wasted in Detroit. It's just like, yes, we get it. 12 <laughs> we years, 12 years with that balding fuck of Detroit. <laughs> exactly. That's uh, we're definitely doing some more of that in our jam packed episode 206 guys. We're doing rip from the headlines. We are talking the super bowl. You think you've heard enough. You haven't heard our takes yet. Gonna hit that inbox and do a little, you hear about this? You're about this little Yahoo headlines. Gonna throw Ooh. something your way. The apostle are those are those in euros too? <laughs> those aren't. I don't think oh, okay. one might be. Was was it just like a bunch of you hear about this stuff <laughs> happening in France and you're like, nope, uh-uh, mm-mm, I haven't heard about any of that. Doesn't check out. Oh, didn't um, know that. The apostle showdown. We're doing top three movie or TV show quit scenes. That's from our emailer, the pod banger shot that in. We're gonna tackle that. Do Brandon and Camley corner prop update. Going to look at some of the famous props and how they panned out. Maybe learn a little lesson on what to jump on next year. Then we're going to finish as we always do with our MVP of the week. Ladies and gentlemen, your hour of power. It starts now. Extra, extra, read all about it. I'm talking front page story all 
over the world. It shook up men, women, boys, and girls. The headlines read, if you want to be rich, then you better make sure that you got your shit. Oh, come on. All right, Riff from the Headlines, NFL Super Bowl recap. What are we talking about this week, brother? Brother, because it, it, it's Super Bowl. We watched it. Everyone, yeah. everyone uh, got a little glimpse of uh, Rams and uh, Bengals. Mm-hmm. And now we're ready to talk about the winners and the losers. I'm about yeah, I mean, we wait all year to, you know, NFL is our bread and butter on this pod. It's definitely the sport I know best. So it has us our closest on being able to think on the same level. You're still ahead of me, but at least I can. It just kind That's of. Sweet. That's sweet. Have my <laughs> stand on my own two legs a little bit for this. Uh, we're talking about your happy for Stafford. Rams can't run the ball, losing OBJ. Like, what was your biggest takeaway from this? My biggest takeaway from this was the like chips. Like, I, I can't remember the chips all in, pushed all in team. Mm. Yeah, that's a great point. Actually, coming through in the in end. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? I really struggle to think on that. It's like, this is, this will be an interesting, because, you know, the NFL is a copycat league and they always like to like recreate what somebody else has done. It'll be interesting to see like how many teams that were on the brinks, the the 49ers, you know, the the Packers, like how many of those are just going to like, fuck it, go for broke. They gave up all their first round picks for legitimate assets you know, yeah. let's let's go all in and, and follow that model. I, I I don't know if we'll see as as aggressive as the as the Rams were with their picks and and their cap stuff, but uh, but it's it's very interesting to see what what the next team to kind of emulate that will be. You're totally right, copycat league, and that is interesting because you don't even in a lot of sports. I mean, I know like the Miami Heat come to mind, and it did pan out, and it's a little bit you know basketball is a little different story, but we have seen basketball teams kind of go for it a little bit more. The Lakers, even though they did get that chip. Um, right. But just kind of circling back for football. Yeah, it's like I can't remember an NFL team that was really like because it almost seemed like sometimes NFL teams try to like force it. But the Rams were definitely like this is the window like this year. How did they and I know you talked about it. So I want to ask you two things, if you know, how did they get out of that hole? Because, you know, like two years ago, they're looking at we're saying that. Um, what's the what's the quarterback that went to the lines? Goff. Uh, Jared Goff. We're saying Goff's our guy, and then we're giving Gurley this like gigantic running back contract. How do they get out of that? Dead cap money, and you know they were they were able to they were able to do really well in like the day twos and threes of the drafts. They were able to find mm-hmm. like yeah, actual veritable starters in that. So they did very good on that. But they were also like they were not afraid of dead cap money. They were not afraid to cut bait quickly. They were not afraid to give up first round picks to, to move off of a golf to, you know, to trade in for a, a Jalen Ramsey to do some of these things to bolster their areas of need. They were, they were super aggressive in doing so. The only reason why they're aggressive to do so is because they were successful in the back, the later rounds, right. And finding guys that can contribute, um, you know, getting smart, you know, free agent signings and like a Robert Woods, who I know tore his ACL, but was somebody that was like, you know, played above his, his contract and, and was a a good player. So it's, it's not one particular thing, but they definitely like maximized, you know, some of their, uh, you know, some of their other strengths and, and, and really leaned on getting certified assets. Uh, Okay. So yeah, the dead cat money makes sense. And you're right. Like 
um, you're saying able to find starters. And so like, even like we see that with the quarterbacks, but able to find starters on those positions that aren't necessarily flashy, but Mm -hmm. you know, they fill roles. So you don't need to go and sign more free agents for a little bit more cost. Uh, What can you kind of put in perspective what they gave up? Like how, like, fucked are the Rams like over the next like few years I mean is this going to be a team that's just going to fall like into like bottom 10% of the league is it like yeah, trying I mean, to they tread have, water for a couple years yeah I mean they haven't had a first round pick since Jared Goff which was what 2016 17 somewhere in there so and they're not so they're they're going to have two presidential terms without a first round draft pick basically is the way it's going to shake out so basically oh. eight years of no first round draft picks which and the NFL is not always the NLBL, but you know, when you look at like a, you know, just from a, a, the value perspective of it, like you're not getting a player in the top 30, you know, essentially 32 uh, players every single year. And, and if you're on the back end, you're, you're not even getting a crack at anybody in the top 50. So from, yeah. a, from like a, just a talent perspective, yeah, you're gonna to have to be really creative. They lost Brad Holmes, who moved over to the, be the GM of the Lions, um, which part you know made a big reason why that deal went so so quickly with uh, the Rams and Lions for Stafford. But Brad Holmes was their college like player director and scout and things like that. So you you remove some of those things. I know Les Snead, um, Les Snead is their GM and obviously gets the you know the the lot of the the congratulatory things for what he's done there. But when you start to lose some of those core pieces, now it's like, well, if the Italian talent evaluators aren't there any longer and that kind of infrastructure to make that work, how is it going to set up for the future? And some people might say, well, but we want to chip this year. So what does it really matter? We'll, we'll go into the doldrums and we believe in, in our talent and, and McVay and we still have Cooper cup and we still have a couple pieces here, but you know, maybe we just let it drop out for three years and come back and kind of reset the table. That's funny. Yeah. Cause I think you also have to look at the fan base. Cause I think you're right. I'm trying to think of teams that kind of flashed on the rate and the Rams might not even be a fair comparison. Maybe I would compare the Rams to maybe like, um, like a Ravens, even though like just kind of that gap in between the Ravens appearances were a little too big, but just, you know, kind of someone that forced themselves on the scene that made a move that got the chip, got really close, able to get back like two years later and get it. I still think, especially with that fan base, you know, we're not dealing with like a Patriots fan base. We're not dealing with, I mean, I don't even think like a a Cowboys is a good fan base, but you know, just another fan base that gets, you know, super frustrated if stuff's not going their way. Like, um, I think you make a good point. The external pressures, right. Mm-hmm. Of like, you know, if you're in Cleveland, like it's all it's dominating or Detroit or some of these teams where it's like, you have a lot less going on An LA based franchise, you know, is fighting for their kind of share of the spotlight. Whereas some, yeah. you know, Tampa Bay, it's the only game in town. So it's going to be, it's going to be a lot of scrutiny and a lot of there. So that, that is, that is, I think a really good point where, you know, them dipping out for three years will be fine until they can kind of contend in, you know, in the next five, five or seven years. Totally. Cause I think almost like, even with a marketing move, you know, like you have the Rams and the chargers there and buying for whatever attention you can get from like the LA fan base, which isn't great, but it seems like it's so much more valuable to push in all in right now and try to get that chip, you know, within like four to five years when right. being there, 
instead of just kind of being this like this nine and seven, this 10 and six St. Louis Ram team, which is kind of a great example, like, you know, just kind of like always fluttering, but not being able to grab any attention. So yeah, the move makes sense to me. Um, So losing like OBJ was gigantic. Like it was so big. It made me just watching their offense, wonder how they were able to get into this championship game. It was just, it was crazy. Like how hamstrung they were, especially with not being able to run the football at all, which I know we talked about last week. Yeah, the the running of the football is is I don't know what changed or happened, but they they literally for the entire playoffs could not run the football. Um, and that was that was not the case all the way through the season. If you I had Daryl Henderson as a running back and he he did play a little bit, but yeah, he was he was actually really good from a fantasy perspective. Like which so, Sony Michelle. Sony Michelle, Sonny Michelle didn't really game. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sony Michelle, he did. He, you would have thought he would have done more, you know, because they traded for him and, you know, yeah. and then they brought Cam Akers back off the Achilles tear and just did not look great. But yeah, I think you're right. Like the, uh, the losing of OBJ really mucked them up, you know, what he, he, I think he went down in somewhere in the second quarter, like coming out of the gates in that first half. I mean, they looked, they looked not great. And that's when, you know, they kind of let the Bengals back into the game, you know, uh, offensively. Um, yeah, it's it's very interesting because you lose him to an ACL tear. Uh, they lost Robert Woods to an ACL tear, and aside from Cooper Cup, it's like you need somebody to kind of take the pressure off Cup a little bit. And I wonder going forward who that person is. Is it going to be Van Jefferson? Is it going to be some of the other guys that are in there? I I don't know. I I think that number two wide receiver spot now becomes a very important, or I shouldn't even say wide receiver pass catching option should be a very yeah. important thing for them. Well, because I mean, I think this means we don't see a OBJ for like, uh, like maybe not a year, but at least like nine months, right? Playoffs next year at the earliest. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe, I mean, he's got the whole off season plus. So I, I, I mean, maybe mid midway through the year next year, I, I'm trying to think about like what the average recovery time on an ACL yeah, is. Faster. Yeah, I don't know. And I don't know if that's the same. Is that the same? I didn't research so drink everybody but i don't remember if that's the same acl that he tore previously or not mm, yeah if it is that's that's i don't know what's worse yeah you not know. a great sign not a, not a very i think good it's sign. also especially if it's the same one it'd be hard to have confidence on that just going forward as you are get a little older right um all right face mask that led to the touchdown by uh Ooh, higgins. T. higgins yeah absolutely ridiculous you know i have a, I have a weird comment like if they don't get that play, I don't think the Ram- or I don't think the Bengals ever really get in this game. I mean, right. you take away that play and that INT that they had, which had them in field goal range, which I think was their last 10 points. Maybe they added on one more field goal after no, that. No, you're right. Was, you're 100 percent right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So it was just like they I know they were moving the ball like a little bit through, but I mean they really just kind of got stagnant. And that that Rams defense, especially with the sack game, just uh I mean was was taking over. So it would it would have been kind of a obviously like the no shit, like different Super Bowl, but I just bring it up because it was such an egregious penalty. And if you take that, like then you know, you're not down there, like you know, you cook that or you score that touchdown, and then you know, you got that INT, I think like two or three plays later that leave you kind of right there in field goal range. I just I think it'd be interesting if you never see those 10 points, you know maybe the Rams have a little bit more confidence or play a little looser, put up a quick touchdown. And then we're already looking at like double digits in third quarter. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I totally agree. Cause that was, not only was it like a huge play for the Bengals, but it also scored so quickly for them right out of the gates, right. Really kind of changed the momentum of, um, 
of the game, kind of like what we saw with the Bengals Chiefs in the second half, right? That stop at the goal line really changed what it was. This was something that was um, huge for them and a a big momentum swing. Then you have the play, you know, the series later with, um, you know, basically Stafford getting the the INT off of uh, number 18, I think Swastik or Swarnick or whatever his name is the wide receiver that was filling in for OBJ, like that's a, that's a huge momentum swing. And that was really, to your point is like, that was the last 10 points scored. That's all of their momentum basically in the first five minutes of the second half. You know what I mean? Like if that doesn't happen, I'm not saying that they don't score on that T Higgins possession, but I don't know. Are they scoring another touchdown? Are they, you know what I'm saying? Like it, it, it's, are they moving the ball effectively at that point with the, the pressure mounting from, you know, the, the Rams defensive front? Yeah, exactly. I don't think, I don't think there are that kind of transitions me into my biggest macro takeaway from all this. And unfortunately I did kind of hear some talk radio people already talking about it, but it's definitely, I know, I think you and I had that nice wrap up phone call night of yeah. the Super Bowl. Right. Write it back. Write it late back. Late right night. Back right. conversation. Yeah. Um, it was, uh, I think this, I think the Bengals let one go here, man. I think this was their shot to get a chip. I think it's going to be, especially in that AFC. I mean, what are we looking at here? Like, like Mahomes, like, you know, we have uh, the Chiefs, the Chargers, the Ravens, the Titans. I mean, these are all like legit, like, wouldn't it be surprised if they went to the Super Bowl and this yeah. window just lined up for them perfectly? Cause, and you didn't even mention yeah. the Bills in that too, which the Bills was Josh Allen. Like, yeah, Bills, Josh Allen. Yeah, I was trying to grab Josh Allen's name for sure. Yeah. Yeah, that Bills thing there is just, even if they're able to, you know, win that division and Pittsburgh doesn't make some move or they're able to like, get above the Ravens, which would still not be the odds on favorite. I think maybe the Bengals getting a little love right now, just based on the fact that they were there, probably too much love, even if they're a dead heat for the the Ravens to actually win that division. So you're talking about going on the road to at least a Buffalo or a Kansas city. And I just, I think that's, I is very tight window, especially if if they're on the NFC, you know, now I'm talking about it because I like Burrow a lot and it seems like there's a few places that they can make some adjustments, some upgrades to the offensive line and have a really good squad. I just, I think it's, I, and I'd say it's tough for any of these teams. Like I think it's tough for the chiefs now. Yeah. Oh, it's all tough. I think it's tough for the bills. Well, speaking of copycat, I mean, I think the Bengals need to look and copycat exactly the chiefs MO, which is we got to protect Joe Burrow at all costs. We can't give up seven sacks in a super bowl nine sacks in a, you know, conference semi final game uh, and expect to win. We're, we're going to get this guy killed. You know, we've got to protect Joe Burrow. Clearly he's a gamer. And as we've, I think people have seen, you know, some of the uh, uh, mismatches or not mismatches, some of the playouts on that final possession, that fourth and one, you know, Jamar chase did beat uh, Ramsey down the field. He did beat him. And he could yeah. ha- he could have, uh, you know, three more, not even three more, a second and a half more for Joe Burrow to see that. Now, assuming that he did see it, that's we're we're talking about a totally different thing. And so, the the Bengals have got to rob from what the Chiefs did. It's like, all right, we need to shore up our offensive line. Jonah Williams, we know, is our best pass protector at left tackle, but aside from that, Riley Reith, who they brought in, all these other things. Like we've got to just examine it down the line. And that's got to be, that's got to be what they, if they want to contend, if they think they can contend, because I think offensively, like 
you know, they have some, I mean, Jamar chase from a rookie wide receiver. I don't want to get hyperbolic, but like as dominant and impactful as like a Randy Moss rookie season, you know, yeah, especially with, especially that one big catch, especially, especially how he started. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's just like, you know, you know, Mixon is serviceable. T Higgins played well, you know, and they've got some other things. CJ Uzma, you know, uh, played really well all season. He got dinged up with a knee injury, but you know, offensively, they have got a lot of the pieces to kind of be contending, but they got to keep Burrow upright. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's a scary guy. I mean, you just look at this. I mean, that's at least, you know, uh, there are six acts or whatever. That's the six plays where Burrows or something else with it. And that's not even counting his hurries and when he's flushed out. Like, that guy with time, like, I don't even think we have a really good idea, like, what he can be. It'll, it'll be, he'll be fun to watch. I, like I, I saw a stat that the Bengals' win rate in pass protection was like something like 18%, which they said was the lowest of any team in any game this year, regular season or postseason. So, like, they literally had the worst pass protection game in the most important game. Mm which has got to be, yeah. a, you know, and going, like you said, going down three points, uh, losing by three points is a, is a kick in the teeth. Do going back to that Higgins, I wanted to go, we didn't touch base on this, you know, cause we're a man of, you know, wanting to get fixes. Is there a fix for that? Is that just a, is that just a blatant ref just missed it? Was it, is it something that's an easy miss from the ref based on the position of where they'd be on the sideline to like, kind of be behind the player pulling him down by the face mask like is there something should you be able to challenge that like or is that so we've had yeah we've had the um we've had the challenge the pass interference which would go both both ways so i think back two years ago we made that huge mistake i think you would be able to throw the flag for offensive pi which i think you would get Right. I don't think we need to do it. I think what actually happened which is something that we can just never talk about in the league sure as shit won't talk about is there, there's a makeup call in the pocket. And I think that's what led to not swallowing the flag on that third and one or that third and goal with the Rams getting with the, the false start touchdown. Yeah. yeah or the yeah. whole, it was a defensive holding, I think. Right. Oh yeah. Oh, you're talking about the Logan Wilson one. Yeah. De- yeah. 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 The defensive. Yeah. yeah. Cause I think that's, I think that's close. And I think if that touchdown doesn't happen earlier, we don't see that flag. I think it's a little bit of just like, they royally got fucked and there's no way they don't know how bad they missed it. Like this wasn't even like a 50, 50, this, and this gave up, a this was a missed call. This blatant that gave up a touchdown, the super bowl, you know, yeah. it, it can't get much worse than that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. I think, I think you're probably right on that, which is like, which happens in, in anything and happens in the NBA is just the makeup call. We'll get you on the next yeah. one. You know what I mean? Which you don't want yeah, to sit like, there and say, but right. Yeah. I think in your head, you just go like, Hey, the next 50, 50, like I got to tick up in the favor of the road. Rams because that like they really got fucked and there's nothing we can do about it because I'm sure you feel bad yeah yeah absolutely and it's human nature and it's you know ultimately it's how you want the game to be decided a little bit it's like we have refs out there we want to you know they, they're not going to be perfect so we want them to like sit there and try and try and balance it out as much as possible I'm okay with that yeah. I'll take yeah, it I'll go, yeah I'll go for it I go for that rather than like you know stop and play every time because as much as that play sucks like that i mean i don't think i've that's definitely the worst i've seen in the year so it's like what like something like that happens like two times a year three times a year that actually give up a touchdown that's that bad yeah 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 it just happened to be they had the best (laughs) angle you had the best angle in the biggest game of the year that's true i mean i guess in his uh defense like heads don't move like that also so it's just like maybe that rest spends a little time on just like neck 
just rotation how it works because they usually just don't snap to the side away from a play that you're trying to look at the football right um, all right real fast buddy who you uh before we stop talking football you know we'll be back with our qb carousel we'll get that eventually Ooh. but this is where we say bye-bye to the nfl for a little while give you our predictions for next year's super bowl i'll go first give me packers and bills I think Aaron Rodgers stays. I think the NFC, I think they just cook through the NFC. I think they get that first round by, figure something out, get to the big game, play the Bills. Um, and then I'll give the edge to the Packers in that as much as I hate to. Ooh, I like it. Yeah. I love, I love, uh, I, I love all we're at. I'm in a total, total agreement with you uh, on Bills Packers. I think that that's great. But because we are a podcast and we're trying to get clicks in our ears, Absolutely. I'm going to go yeah. talking ahead big time. And I'm going to go Bills out of the AFC, 49ers out of the NFC with Tom Brady. Oh, bow, 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 bow. welcome to tuning in. That is worth listening to the first 20 minutes of this pod, <laughs> ladies and gents. Lucky. Congrats. Um, all right, inbox, let's jump into it. Got one inbox from our email of the year. Uh, the Warriors Little Girl, the National Women's Soccer League's 2021 Rookie of the Year. Trinity Rodman, 19, will become the highest paid player in league history after she signs a contract extension with the Washington Spirit. Four-year deal is reported to be worth $1.1 million. She is daughter of the all-time great Dennis Rodman. She follows the wild antics of her father. Could she become a huge megastar for the sport? Or should she choose a more conservative approach to her stardom and career? Interesting. Interesting. Dennis Rodman, um, who I have a deep affinity for when he was with the Pistons way back when in their right. bad boys years later on, yeah. went on to kind of bounce all around then settled back in with the last dance and the, uh, it's a great documentary with the bulls winning another three titles. Um, Dennis Rodman quietly one of the most like unique athletes ever to ever play any sport like, I, you, you don't even you don't even mean personality you just mean like skill set just skill set and just actual like physical god-given talents like here's the thing where this kid played dennis robin played basketball in high school was nothing literally had a unheard of growth spurt in college grew like from like six foot to six seven when in your like 20s which never happens and yeah. then also maintained all the ag- agility strength and just like on like marathon level endurance right so this is i i bring this all up to it because you know that genetic pool that he is pulling from now is gifted to trinity rodman which couldn't have been a the better sport for her for her is yeah. fucking soccer you know what i mean and, and it's interesting that she signs like one of the the largest contracts ever for her profession um I don't know much about her. I don't follow. We did follow women's soccer, what, two years ago? That's our brief. Yeah. That was a brief. Episode or two, on. I don't know. Yeah, yeah exactly. Just do what we can. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> average, <laughs> average six and a half minutes a year. We could probably up that a little bit. Yeah, enough. we probably could. We probably could. Well, to be, for, to be fair, it does get more uh, runtime on our pod than, say, hockey or baseball. So, you know, women's soccer is doing all right. Men's soccer? Men's yeah. soccer, yeah, and women's too. So um, I think we're basically saying, like, does, does she need to create a sideshow or like, does she need to do this thing to try to get attention, like it's the WWE or something, or will her talent prevail? Is what we're asking here. I think you know what we need is we need 
the Michelle Wee like factor. We need the mm. Ronda Rousey factor. We need like it's yes. it's just these it's these French sports is I think the average sport fan, when they hear someone's dominating a sport, they start watching highlights a little bit, they start getting into it. And I think there is a collective, like, especially with being Rodman's daughter, like just kind of like the nation cheering her on, you know, like the nation cheering these athletes on, because we want to see the next big thing. We want to see, you know, the next Tiger Woods of whatever your sport is. So I think, I think less of just like, is she going to dye her hair like purple and more is just like, you know, can she start averaging like two and a half goals a game, three goals a game or something? Assuming that's good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're like not knowing how soccer scoring works, betting on soccer, but not knowing how soccer scoring works or soccer betting works. Um, yes, I, I like I like that. Yeah, we, we want her to be dominant. She doesn't need to, to up the antic level the way her, her dad did. The other thing is, is she's got a little bit of the, <laughs> yeah. yeah, she's got a little bit of the, the ball factor going on too, where it's like, let dad have the big personality, which we already know Robin does. And then let me just go out there and do my thing. You know, That's so, good point. yeah. Yeah. If we get, yeah. If, they, if we get like, you know, ESPN doing a special where Rodman interviews his daughter or something, or even flip that, or, you know, we have Rod, Rodman at all the home games, like wearing the Jersey and stuff or like Peyton, like her Jersey number on his head. Then I think that that'll be enough, be enough to get that attention. Right. Exactly. Yeah. If Des Rodman comes out with a unique line of women's shoe, you know, the triple B's yeah. or whatever that is, I'm, I'm into it, but let, let dad be the crazy. Yeah. I can't do less than the big baller brand. Yikes. Ooh, that's a mess. Oh, you hear about this. You hear about this. Oh, um, all right. Bel Air is coming out on Peacock It's a dramatic version of the fresh Prince of Bel Air story. Um, it's dramatic. It's it, sorry, it's a dramatic you know version. I have heard about it. Oh, I just yeah. assumed it was going to be another like comedy, but just you know, no, it's, a, it's not. Yeah, it's not, it's not the three com- camera sitcom. It's like you know, it's like one camera, follow them around, like actual. I don't know how long the episodes are. If they're like thirty minutes or like an hour, but it's like you know, it's it's leading to the drama. It's just like this kid from Philadelphia, like this fish out of water story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, any of this show from your childhood you'd like to see made into a serious drama? Oh, G.I. Joe. Let's fucking go. Let's do it. Right. Can, they do, can they do He-Man as a, as a serious drama? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, all, yeah, all these are on the table. I mean, honestly, if you were power ranking, you're like, can they do Fresh Prince of Bel-Air as a drama? You'd be like, uh, no, let's keep it comedy. But yeah, obviously, yeah. we'd be, be off on that one. Um, I think you're going to like mine, and it's a... The show is a friend of the pod because it comes up here a lot. We give a lot of shine to this show. Oh, give me my two dads as an hour long drama. <laughs> give me, give me. They don't know which one her real dad. Maybe the two dads don't like each other. Maybe what? Maybe the daughter inherited her mom's money, and like one dad is kind of like a manipulative Ooh. narcissist. Yeah, just wants the cash, and the other dad actually gives a shit. Ooh. But he's like a little poor, and he can't kind quite figured out and he can't be the one that's just like this guy doesn't love you i really do because then he'll look like the guilty one that doesn't really love her give me a little of this you're already intrigued bro i'm i'm all in on this (laughs) dramatic recreation of my two dads i love the narcissistic dad i love like hating myself that i'm rooting for the narcissistic dad a little bit you know what i mean like that i'm like this guy's a scumbag but is he is he kind of sweet is he kind of nice he's way more charming i'm having a good time yeah Right, right. Nice. Um, all right. You hear about this? You hear about this? You hear about this, bro? I didn't you hear about, about this. It. You know I didn't. Um, 
Uh, Elizabeth Hurley, 56, called a minx as she poses in a white bikini. Ooh. All right, listen, I don't know what's going on with my Yahoo algorithm. And I'm giving you my word. Like, I do not Google Elizabeth Hurley or Yahoo Elizabeth Hurley. Like, I, there is always a headline about 12 down, like four down sometimes, depending sure. on how slow the Tuesday is, updating me about Elizabeth Hurley. And by update, that's in quotes, it's just her wearing a bikini again. I, I don't know what's going on. Is there any celebrity in your orbit that for some reason an update about them just comes across your path way often than you give a shit? Um. Way, way more often than I give a shit. I feel like I've been seeing a lot about The View, which obviously will be listening to the news. I don't care about any sure. of those ladies on there. Um, That's a good point. Yeah, I see a lot of The View stuff. Like just like Joy Behar updates. Joy Behar. Like more than I. Exclusively. You know, I think it's definitely like, like surrounds the, like what's going on. Like I've seen a lot of like Pam and Tommy Lee stuff right? Because of the Pam and Tom and Lee thing. And I've seen a lot of like Hugh Hefner stuff as well, too, which I could hear. And always, as always, I get a lot of updates on one Miss Sydney Sweeney from Euphoria. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I, know, I was going to let you walk down that path. Well, I could tell when you wanted to qualify the answer, you're just like, updates I don't give a shit about or updates right. like I'm immediately like, what's fucking, going on? Fucking clickbait du jour? Yes. <laughs> okay. Yep. Absolutely. Um, it's so, had an update about her. It's so funny that uh, that you're right that Elizabeth Hurley like has basically become this like. I don't get I, it. I, I mean, I get it. It's pretty. It's pretty. But she's basically like the the fountain of youth for like housewives yeah, exactly. that are fifty yeah, years older. Yeah, I was just gonna be like, did she? Like, she became like a national treasure of ours or something. Like, all of a sudden, it's just like it's all the time. There's just like. White updates, which is great. Everybody loved Betty White. And then yep. it would be like Elizabeth Hurley is here's her new bikini. And I'm just like, I don't get it. I'm sure there's plenty of like, you know, 56-year-old actresses that are in bikinis, but it just always doesn't constantly get returned to the well. Like she has to have like a sponsorship with Yahoo or something. It's wild. Yeah. It just seems so like yeah. Man. Remember H- Helen Mirren had the run, the bikini run too. Like yeah. people are obsessed with when we get into a bikini, like not bikini ages, which I'm all for. I'm get I get it, I but guess. Oh, I just said I got Hurley fatigue. Let's give someone else some some at bats here. I'm I'm with you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean I'm, I'm fine with her, but I'm just saying like sw- switch it up a little. It's more. It's less about like I don't care about Elizabeth Hurley, but it's just like this this upset. Like it feels kind of like you know, it feels like we're in a monarch and she's just like uh like like a princess or something. Like she's Queen like Elizabeth. Yeah, it's just like it's it's nuts. That was a good that was a good monarch pun. I know you're fucking you're focused on movies. Monarch Queen Elizabeth. I'm yeah, I'm I'm focused. I fucking nailed it. I fucking nailed it. Well, I know you're still kind of like does 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 France still have any like monarchy roots or anything like that? I I don't. You know, I don't know that, bro. Okay, sorry. We'll we'll put that for another. (laughs) So we'll put that for a geopolitical segment. Yeah. Oh man, it's becoming a pain in time. Okay. Um, you hear about this? You hear about this? Actor gets 20 years in prison for running a 650 million dollar Ponzi scheme. I said he had. I just I just saw this two literally like like this morning. I just clicked on it. I didn't know that we were doing this segment, but I did 
you know, I do have browser saved or Yahoo saved on my browser. So I did click on it That's, and saw. <laughs> thanks, dude. Well, yeah, because yeah, it's actually surprised me. I don't think we've ever had a, you hear about this? And you're like, I did. Uh, <laughs> right, right. right. <laughs> I didn't read the article. I, I will say I, I just saw the headline on it. Yeah. Well, you know, usually my comments have nothing to do with the article. Exactly. Uh, so he's basically $650 million. Like just, it was this thing where he said he had deals with like HBO Max, Netflix, get all this movies, ended up buying a bunch of Jaguars, like private jets and stuff. Nice. Doing 20 years. Um, what's the dumbest thing you've spent money on and got completely ripped off? The dumbest thing that I've spent money on and got completely ripped off. Uh, most recently, I bought, not actually, not most recently, like two or three years ago when they were doing like the vintage video game thing for like Nintendo, you could buy the the little... Yeah. The USB little like thing. console, you could plug it in and and you could play old school games. I think I actually did. I think it was like a targeted ad through like through like Instagram or something like that. And I literally it was late at night, spent like 45 bucks or 50 bucks for the little like mini Nintendo. And then it got it sent to me. And literally every game was like in Chinese. Like I couldn't tell what it was. I would just scroll and it had all these games that I'd never heard of before. Um so that was like a total waste of 60 bucks. Yeah, that's pretty bad. I have to say either like I spent, well, this is just more ratio thing. The first time I got engaged, I went to this like, I don't know how we got invited to it, but it's basically like, we're going to sell you pots and pans. And then I ended up buying the pots and pans and they were like $600, which the first time I was engaged, I was like 18 or 19 years old. So that might as well have been like a million dollars. So right. some really expensive pots, which... They actually were good pots, but I think I let her keep most of them. So it was like a complete Ooh. ripoff. It was just like, wait, it's just one of those things you went there and you knew they were like selling you pots. Like it was the slow, like you don't have to buy this time. Like you don't have to buy next time. And like, right. We'll just give you a little like egg pan. And then that's how they get you. They, they, they hook you in that way. Is that what Getting the full set. And maybe headshots. Biggest waste of money. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Headshots. LA to be fun. an actor. It's Jesus just like, Christ. Yes. Yes. With this. Yes, getting so with a things. getting with a manager that's like, hey, no, I got this guy to give you headshots, and he's really great. And you're like, you start to realize you're like, I'm just getting fucking vultured on right now by this guy I and this I think fucking you and I fake manager. About the whole like, yeah, the whole underbelly, like just like eco, like economic setup. That's like yeah. for struggling actors, like all the, the and people just get fucked all the way. So I actually I'm rooting for this this actor to fucking get some come ups on uh on, you know <laughs> ooh, talk about a dramatic recreation now we got the like the, the scorned actor going like i know well, i know. forgot to say one of his things was uh he was also uh providing headshots that help him get to a 650 million dollars there you go all right it's a, <laughs> okay, oh well now i know he's out no he's done yeah. who is it who's uh, this actor is he a real actor or is he like one of the guys that's like everyone in la is like oh i had uh yeah, yeah no I no i think it's like uh he's an actor like the last la bar bartender was an actor yeah, I think right it's exactly by that yep. level okay. of actor yep. all right neapolitan showdown brings to the jam so let's leave it alone because we can't see eye to eye there ain't no good guy there ain't no bad guy there's only you and me and we just disagree All right, top three quit scenes from an emailer. I think we brought it up last week, at least internally. Maybe we didn't tell the audience about it, but we're doing it right now. Uh, this was inspired by, uh, of course, uh, Antonio Brown's epic quit. Had our emailer thinking, what are some of the best quit scenes we've seen? They're pretty epic. Um, got my top three list. 
I'm feeling pretty good. I feeling like pretty good. Put- this is definitely TV and film categories are always in Brandana's uh, wheelhouse. So I will lead it yeah. off. Okay. Um, just to get you know, just to put me out of my misery with my number three. My number three. I, first off, all of mine are movies. I don't have any TV. I couldn't think of any TV quitting scenes that. Uh, yeah, I just I basically try to try to go through my favorite TV shows like sopranos oh i just actually thought of one too you thought of one okay all right um yep i don't know where that went with uh where that little nugget got yes yeah tv was higher but i i just i needed the pressure of the pot actually recording to grab the one that i just grabbed oh beautiful um so i'm gonna go with my number three half baked great scene quotable scene you know scarface one of the uh, the crew, you know, not not Jim Brewer or Dave Chappelle in Half Baked, but at the the burger place, and he just goes on an epic rant with the "fuck you, fuck you, you're cool," and "fuck you," and then right. fires a burger at somebody. Great line. <laughs> what uh, do they call it? The Scarface scene. Well, because you know he is Scarface. I think the nickname is him is Scarface. The guy, oh, his name the actor. Yeah, yeah. But it's also a little bit into the actual Scarface. Oh, little subplot where Scarface quits the little Miami, like the Al Pacino mm. Scarface quits it and fires his like rag at the guy because he just walks out because him and his buddy. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or now they're 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 gonna they're, they're gonna go and they're gonna do a drug deal and somebody getting then, that street slang on rock. Yeah, and then somebody gets ah. chopped up with a chainsaw. Oh, Ooh, chainsaw scenes. Scarface, but- <laughs> We'll do that next yeah. favorite scenes with chainsaw. Texas chainsaw yeah exactly um okay my number three slots i'm gonna go ed norton quitting on fight club uh narrative thing so you kind of see this building up he's kind of losing it but it has just kind of that perfect hilarious scene the way you'd want to quit and it sets up the entire story why i do like the quit scene also is how many times you watch a movie and you're just like how do none of these guys have jobs especially right. if you got a split personality now you're buying shit for yourself and tyler durden so that's almost like having a roommate at least half a roommate that you're getting stuff for because apparently he never sleeps right, right. but he goes in there and he's just like he's totally like blackmails him or manipulates him he's just like who's to say like he did, didn't make a sexual pass on me and then you know has the crazy scene where he beats up himself Yes. And then it just like cut to him just basically walking out with like a computer and all this free shit right. and like a severance package for like a year of pay. Pretty right. awesome. Pretty awesome. Would never like realistically work because no way you're walking out of there with like your fucking face pummeled and blood, you know, dripping all over your shirt. That's somebody. Donna in accounting is dropping a dime on that. She's calling the cops. Yeah, you know? I know. It's just, yeah, you got to see if you could really. I don't know beat i mean that, that is kind of the the hurdle you got to get over is like would he be able to like beat himself up and how in how just scary would it be to be alone in an office with just this lunatic like he throws himself through like this glass captain yeah, yeah oh yeah it's insane for sure could you beat yourself to a pulp in your boss's office for a year's severance and all that other stuff well i'm thinking like is it is like a weird thing of like was it like biting through your tongue or something is it like can you do it like would you like can you even overcome like your natural natural instincts to like not let your fist hit you as hard as it could like maybe get a couple in there but when it really starts hitting like would your brain support you like right. keep hitting yourself in the face like would you have, i don't know that's true 
and and at like 19 i would have thrown myself down a flight of stairs for that you know what i mean but like now i'm just saying punch to myself in the face like throw myself in a glass cabinet on it like no problem like falling over the coffee table for sure like uh, in a problem i just wanted a little hit in the face but yeah for a year severance absolutely getting a year free yeah year free man that's like that's unreal um that's a good one i love fight club my number two um i know you like this this might be on your list i think this actually might be on your list uh donnie quitting from wolf of wall street when he fucking Uh, consolation yep it's my first consolation it's actually what got bumped off just because i remember this other one oh really yeah yeah so um great scene love it it's uh, funny. I just love Jonah Hill's character the whole time yeah. through. Just like, you know, great just, introduction. Yeah. Like, don't yeah. tell Karen. You don't need to fucking tell Karen. She might have been like, don't tell my wife or whatever. It's right, just, right, right. Like, hilarious. You show me a check. I'll quit right now. It was just fucking. It's great. I'll quit. Yeah. Yeah. He's, perfect. He's great. Definitely give that some love. Um. Oh, this is number. This is hard, but it might just because of age for my new number one. It's amazing that I remember my number one in real time. But my number two is Jerry Maguire. Who's, I mean, this has to be like on people's top three. Who's coming with me? Who's coming with me besides Flipper here? I'm not going to do what you all think of what I'm going to do, which is just flip out. Right. Who wants to come with me? I will start something and it gets Dorothy Boyd to come with them. Yep. It's awesome. Yes. Um, is that a f- quitting scene or is he on his way out to be fired? Oh, okay. Because I, I, I put him as more that was getting fired because you know jay moore's character was stealing all of his clients and everything like that so i i thought yeah that's but it but 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 you're right he's he does announce that he's setting up his own shop Mm. um you might be right i'm gonna ding myself i think the email said quit fire scenes but i do agree with you this kind of like two different worlds so i'm gonna i'm gonna ding myself a little point everyone should still fire up jerry mcguire again but i'm gonna i'm gonna ding myself that's a good one myself out of the point and and they and we uh the wife and I are re-watching Entourage, which is actually a very fun like rewatch. Re-watching Entourage? Yeah, yeah, not too bad. And the, and they did a little homage to that with Ari Gold and uh and uh and Lloyd when he gets ousted from his town agency, you know, when he's got the yeah. big fight. Yeah, so not quite as the flip out scene, but the who's coming with me. Um all right, I like it. Jeremy McGuire, very good. Uh, my number one, Kevin Spacey in American Beauty, that quitting scene. Mm. Yes, I remember. Okay, so I remember him getting the new job. How exactly does he quit? What's Again, he, he basically blackmails him. He goes in there, okay, and the, yeah. the sexual harassment thing and, and all that. Oh, he's the, uh, yeah, maybe I'm, I might be conflating the Fight Club one. Maybe it is the American Beauty one where he's just like, who's to say you didn't make a pass on me? And he's right, just exactly. Like, nervous, yeah. The thing, that, the thing, yeah, the thing that I love about that is, is that one's like way more scary and like yeah. realistic. Like you could pull that off if you, yeah, yeah, yeah. if you were working in the right organization you could right. definitely do that and have some guy that's just like, oh, fuck, I would much rather just pay you off than, uh, you know, than have to go through this whole hurdle. Yeah, that's crazy. I might be confused. You might have won this. I'm going to say my number one, but you're just firing all cylinders, bro. Yeah, I'm trying to I'm uh, dialed in. I, I you, you make me raise my game when it comes to TV I, and film. I know. I just felt like I had a home field advantage. Gave it up. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with when Peggy Olsen quits on Don and Mad Men. Oh, waiting, she's been waiting to move on to the next company. Like sometimes I'll get half cocked and I'll just watch this scene anyway, just because it makes me cry and I like to feel. 
and it's just like she walks into the office and she's just like they had just like booked the the car account i think and he's just like and he's always like you always knew the best timing he's just like all right because she's like i gotta quit i gotta move on you do the same thing because she's got an offer at another agency and yeah she feels like she can't grow any on he's just like all right well write down whatever they're giving you or you know just make a number up and i'll match it yeah she's like i gotta go and then she's just like, I want to thank you. You've been my champion. And then they didn't have this in the script, but she goes to shake his hand and he just takes it and kisses her hand. And she like kind of starts to tear up and then walks out, bro. Great. Bro! I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm getting goose goosebumps right now. Yeah. I know when you're done with your fourth watching of Entourage, you should fire up the <laughs> Mad Men for <laughs> I went through a thing. I don't know. I don't know where I stopped, but I was definitely like, as they were coming out, I was buying the DVDs of on or the Blu-rays. Yeah. Blu-rays. I stepped up. I have like season one through four. So they're just they're ready at my fingertips. I do it's like right there. I do like the Madman. Man, I was late right. to the game on that, but boy, is it Me solid. Too, yeah. Now I rewatch it like once every two years. I'll watch the entire series. You need to put out Brandana. There's here's the thing. I this this is a uh side proposition we need a brandana coffee table book with nope. steak dinner orders brandana <laughs> right. like the rewatch cycles of tv shows things to think about mm. like we need this is a good this is a coffee table book brandana like life life of brandana can i have like little like efficiency quotes like life hacks like how do you snooze on your email and stuff like that Bro, it's your book. Whatever you want, of course. It's your idea. I mean, we're partners in this thing. Yes, of, yes, yes. I'm your editor, but I want. I really yeah. want. I really want to get in here, and I want to put out like a life cycle chart of every two years: the Soprano rewatch, the movies mm-hmm. to live by, yeah. the se- seasonal movies too. Let's let's think about seasonal, it. Seasonal movies. There's the drunk on the plane movies. Yep, for sure. Like just ones that you want to have saved on that iPad when you need it. Um, you know. Hacks to get a book club together. I it's like all it. just yeah, I'm I'm there with you, bro. I want to work on an efficiency book, but maybe I'll I'm gonna I'm gonna shuffle in some picture pages with just like you know a seafood tower and a steak medium rare and just like the order of events when you show up to a steakhouse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm. This is this this book is also going to be very like infographicy, right? Like I'm thinking, yeah, you know maybe, what I mean? Like the suit. The, yeah, it's kind of like a little thing. bit like the book of basketball, but like a little like maybe not as much text, but it definitely leans into the show this to your friends check it out belongs on the coffee table this is fun this is a good idea uh what was your number one uh my number one was american beauty it was american beauty okay uh victory goes to you i had one quitting one and then also i think i might have conflated the ed norton and the american beauty the fight club american beauty so congratulations bro showing up thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you we got a little bit of time left um kept your hour of power tight this time we're gonna do brand in the gambling corner real fast. Bring us to the gym. These Super Bowl props. Let's just talk through some real quick. So Anthem, you sent me that little. Were you feeling the Anthem link? Um, yeah, I, th- I, I definitely would have. I did not bet on it, but I definitely would have like 
I, if I would have, I would have bet the under, which I would have been off on. I think they were. Yeah, uh, went over by 12 seconds. Yeah. Uh, minute 38 Quickie. was the over under. Quickie, they did Mickey. Well, Where you at, girl? You should have known this too. Like yeah. when like everything was posting that she had sung the anthem before. So you saw kind of a link there. You like to think nerves would speed it up a little bit, but not the case. A solid, a solid 12 seconds. I mean, we're looking at like damn near like eight, eight and a half percent, nine percent longer than projected yeah yeah crazy yeah you want your coin flips to be a little tighter than that uh opening kick not a touchback you know i was on this one um near a coin flip it was a touchback for the first time since 2017 opening kick was a touchback and i think like the next three kicks were a touchback i think the first half was all touchbacks yeah they were definitely loading up yeah, I was just like, how long is this going to go? I wonder if um, Mc, I wonder if McVeigh heard the Tony Dungy story. Did you hear this in the in the pregame? Oh, no. Tony, was he Tony, referring to the Bears game? Yeah, because Tony Dungy was like, they were talking about, they had this like segment with their, our notebooks from our Super Bowls and Drew Brees and Tony Dungy. And Tony Dungy was like, so I remember we had, they had the, the pastor come in and talk about the David versus Goliath story. And he was like, Originally, they were planning on not kicking to Devin Hester. Then the pastor comes in, talks about David Goliath. He's like, we're acting like David. We should be Goliath. We're scared of no one. Let's kick to Devin Hester. He's like, then four seconds later, he's in the end zone on a 95-yard return. And I was like, oops, man. You know, so that was really that was really good. That was really that funny. Yeah, there's a difference between, like, just, like, taking this slight like risk assessment is yes. what it is. It's different between like David and Goliath, but that right. is, sure. I feel like that's the exact attitude I have. It'd be like, fuck this guy. It's time to show him who we are. <laughs> right. and that's a touchdown. Right, exactly. And everyone's like, oh, shit. Fastest touchdown in NFL history. <laughs> um, okay, non-QB to throw a TD pass. Plus 1,400. I did not have these. I hope I'm clear about that. But uh, T. Higgins catches a pass from Joe Mixon. Yeah, I, I last happened in the Eagles Super Bowl, right? That yeah. was the last time it happened. You know, um, fuck, man, I, I saw that and I was like, well, these that's the thing. These that to me, I missed it, too. It's just it's something that's fun to bet. And honestly, I'd go down a little bit more. There is uh, there's the bet that um, over under on QBs to throw a pass, which you and I talked about, which is usually yes. two and a half at the even money mark. And that goes to like, you know, a quarterback gets injured, like any of these flea flickers. And I think that's usually around like five to one. Right. So to me, that that would be that would be fun to get in on. Yeah. Even like the the punter fake, right? Johnny Hecker for the Rams. Yes, exactly. You know, yep, that yep, would have yep. been like a good bet to to bet. But you know, we get it on Joe Mixon. I like it. We got uh Stafford to throw an INT minus 139. You're printing money at this point. <laughs> <laughs> we saw what was going on. We need to be throwing the ball like a fair amount, especially with that running game that we saw, we know there was going to be no way for him to like really rely on that and just have to chuck it. And this Cincinnati defense, I don't know if there's like a bigger thing that's been on the upswing from like, you know, two weeks out of the playoffs to like the Super Bowl. But they, that, I mean, what they did to the second half against the Chiefs and, you know, what they were doing to the Rams. I mean, they were the, so anyway, that's easy, easy victory. I don't know. Sometimes you overthink things and it's like, all right. So I'm paying a little bit more of a premium, like 40%, but uh, worth it because I'm pretty sure that's going to go down. Yeah. Um, the one thing that I saw that I, I missed and I heard on it late was that total, total sacks in the game was like five and a half, which yeah, was, that like, was my next one. Oh, I said to have the Rams one, but yeah, uh, I had Rams total over sacks three and a half and you're right. I think game was five and a half. You yeah. could take either of those and cleaned up. Yeah. Cause, cause the whole thing was like, fuck, 
the fucking Bengals, you know, the Rams might get five and a half just, and they got, they got. Seven. There was, I and I, I think there was like, I think there was what the Rams end up with six, seven. County that one that Burrow seven, yeah. I think there was like Rams over five and a half sacks at four to one money. Yeah, he should have just been like, yeah, they're gonna tee off, and that's a that's a fun bet. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> a like real fun bet. Back. Yeah, yeah and they got it. I think the because they called that one the one that started the tussle with Aaron Donald. That was technically yeah. a sack that went down as yeah, a sack, exactly. Which also I think that fucking fired Aaron Donald right up too. them all. Like, yeah. People talked about that. And the, o, and the O-line did exactly what they should have done. So I'm not saying that, that they shouldn't yeah. have done that, but no, then right. it was yeah. like, all right, this is what I was saying. It's like for 15 more plays, all we have to do is just go nuts. Totally right. Yeah. He just needed that excuse. And it was just like, Oh, they hate me. Perfect. Like I'm just going to eat these guys alive and yeah. fucking short checklist, but mission accomplished. Eat them alive. <laughs> Beep. Got it. <laughs> Next. <laughs> Uh, the last one is one that I was really excited about, but I missed on it again. It just shows you how often this happens is shortest touchdown over one and a half yards. I thought it would be over. Cause I like, I think I said that no flags in the end zone, but we see that defensive holding, which leads to, you know, a uh, run up to the one yard line, which is yep. the Cooper cup touchdown from one yard out. Yep. God destroys it again. Somehow they weasel themselves down to almost in the end zone every time. And the best thing, the the blessing and the curse of these props are is, is you could talk yourself into them. Like there's so many of them. Oh, yeah. They're so fun to bet. There's no rhyme or reason behind it. You're just like, yeah, I think I see an angle. I'm going to go for it. Yeah, I'm going for it. Um, all right, bro. Well, another great Beautiful. NFL season. My man. Of course, another great one. Yeah. Another great one. We've still got NFL on the docket, right? Forever. No, don't, don't worry, yeah. audience. We got college yeah. football. We got the NFL draft, rather, I should say. I was going to say college football draft. NFL draft. We got, as you mentioned, QB court carousel. We got the, the free carousel. free agency coming up, too. That's going to yeah. be a fun, interesting thing. We got plenty yeah. of NFL, too. Are yeah, we yeah. just trying to avoid talking about basketball right now? Possibly. Maybe a little bit. Maybe a little it just bit. just means there's homework on our end. Yeah. We'll get smart about it. We'll still be your go-to source. I college basketball will get exactly how much it needs, which is a about four episodes. Maybe yeah. a fifth. Well, it's coming up. We're almost in March right now. We're mid-February right now. So... We'll, we'll, we'll get we'll get fucking all we'll fire up this year's Loyola Chicago we'll get there audience and you know you know you could put my boy in a coma for like four years and he'd still wake up knowing a little bit more about college basketball than your best friend at the bar that always spouts out the facts so don't you worry about the quality of the content at all mm-hmm. that's right totally nice <laughs> all right, MVP bro what do you got uh I'm going to go with uh, Van Jefferson, the wide receiver for the Rams. I don't know if you heard about this. After uh, the Super Bowl, had run to the hospital because his wife was giving birth to their first child, which is a fun little story on, uh, you know, adding just how could you get more exciting about having the birth of your first child, but winning a Super Bowl on the same day. I saw a very funny thing as he was holding his, I don't know if it's a daughter or, or a son. So document point on this one, but his child, let's just say um, his stat line was four catches, one Super Bowl ring, one child. And I was like, that's, that's, <laughs> that's right. I thought it was going to be like held the most important thing in his life. And then two seconds later, held his newborn child. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, my VIP, I'm going Matt Stafford. I'm going to hats off like to see it'll be interesting we should uh one thing we can't talk about next week is uh all the hot buzz seems to be if he's a hall of fame material so it's kind of interesting but it's you know yeah it's nice to see like seems like you know a pretty decent teammate decent dude everybody likes playing with him and everyone seems excited about getting that chip so i know that chip can be a, a huge thing just because you know you have that 15 18 year window if you're at that elite elite level to get it done and if you don't it's just 
gnawing at you for every TV appearance for the rest of your life. Yep. 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 yep, yep. I guess uh, it may be sports podcast episode 206. I'm Brandon. I want you to sign yourself off. Most awesome. Audience, don't call me pod mad winkle just yet. I'm awake. I'm ready to bring stats all the time. Runway, style, fame, she likes fashion. Oh.